Hello and welcome to Stuff You Should Know About Oil and Gas Production. This podcast is brought to you by Kimray. You can visit us at kimray.com to see our full slate of training resources, helpful tips and videos, and other training materials. My name is Curtis. I'm here today with Jordan and Kyle. Uh, Jordan, let's start with you. How's how's your day? How's your week? Any updates to share? Going well. Uh, no updates. I have a I have a three month old now. Yeah. So that's good. the uh, ongoing update. But he's he's healthy and is sleeping through the night. Nice. So congratulations. Happy house. Three months old sleeping through the night. So consistent seven hours. That's that's awesome. It's unbelievable. So that's your world right now. You don't leave the house other than work, probably. If we just go home and yeah, spend time with the, the kiddos. Yeah. So. Nice. You got a baby right now, Kyle? Nope. September. Okay. I'll have a new baby. Yeah. Uh, moving houses yeah. next week. Oh wow! Yeah. Congratulations. I'm gonna give everybody that. the address. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let me do that real quick. Yeah. Drop it in the you, show notes. You guys can. Yeah. Google Map it. Send me some gift cards. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. But moving next week. So. That's going to be uh, eventful and fun. Yeah, you got a lot of family, though. I they, do. Big gonna family. They're going to help. I'm going to knock it out in a day. We'll Bet. be good. No, that's good. This is our customer questions episode for the month. And so we have asked you gentlemen to bring any questions that uh, you've fielded from customers and share it so that hopefully it can, it can help uh, you, listener, benefit from, from the questions that that uh, other people are asking. So, Jordan, you've brought two two dingers, two good yeah, ones. Yeah, a couple of interesting things that have come up. So let's let's dive in, man. Go okay. Ahead. Yeah. So uh, we have a customer out of Tulsa, and um, they had they came back with some issues with one of our ounces pilots, and we, I was working through quality on this specific case. Um, and something that came up was something I had not really ever thought about, which uh, when the, our our process, or pardon me, quality engineers. Uh, came back and they needed to know how our customer was bench testing these pilots. And they asked if they were doing a functionality test or if they were doing a pressure decay test. And I didn't know the difference between those two things. Do you know what they would mean by that, Kyle, when they say, hey, are they doing a function test or a pressure decay test? Can I, before you answer, can I ask, uh, for people who don't know, what, what is a bench test? Great question. Uh, so this is something that, um, so the specific company is a compressor company, and what they're doing when they bench test this item is that they had our ounces pilot on in a package buildup. So high pressure control valve, ounces pilot, drip pot, the whole nine. And then they were putting it on a bench, a workbench in a shop, pressuring everything up and making sure that it works right before they go put it on their compressor skid. Um, so that's what's going on. Okay, so we have functionality test mm-hmm. and pressure decay test. Mm-hmm. Yep. So in my mind, I'm thinking functionality test, you're just making sure the pilot operates, opens the valve, closes the valve when it's mm-hmm. supposed to at certain pressures, making sure everything functions. Pressure decay test makes me think of like you're pressurizing the valve, isolating it and seeing if the pressure declines That is time. exactly right. That is exactly right. And the reason that that was important and the why they needed to know that is, you know, when we sell stuff, we send it through our own assembly test procedures um, and we lean on those when problems happen. Well, if the customer is testing our products in ways that we are not, like a pressure decay test, and they're expecting it to do something that we haven't said it could do or proven that it could do, then there is a difference in expectation 
you know. So they needed to know how the customer was testing it. As it turns out, they were just doing a functionality test. So then we were able to move forward and say, okay, well, we need to go look at these pilots and see see what might be wrong with them. But if a customer is testing it in a way that we don't necessarily say that it can perform, then we wouldn't really need to do anything. So is that a, is that a standard engineering phrase, pressure decay? You know, I actually, I think so, because one of the quality engineers used it, but I don't know for sure. Seems like a strange way to say that, because I would think decay, you need time and environmental conditions to <laughs> let things rust or whatever, you yeah. know. So that's cool. But Kyle hit it. Yeah, pressure decay, they're isolating everything, the whole package. And, you know, 10 minutes has the pressure dropped from 30 pounds to 10 pounds. There's like allowable limits and stuff mm-hmm. that's all preset. Was the, specifically where they were looking at the valve, was it a leak like across the seat of the valve? Or was it pressure decay like in the pilot? Or was there a specific spot that they were looking at? Yeah. Um, so in this specific instance, you know, our ounces pilots, it was leaking at those four bolts with the crush rings, that okay. lower portion. Yeah. That's where it was leaking out of. Um, they were doing like a soapy water test, testing functionality. Um, and it was, they had air it up and get a leak. So, um, probably a, a poor build or they're taking them apart and not replacing the crush rings. Um, not to get overly technical, but yeah, highly, highly nuanced when we're trying to find a root cause of an issue, especially with something like one of our ounces pilots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those crush rings are kind of a finicky thing. For sure. If you crush them all the way and then you take it apart, like you have to replace new one. Can't, Uh, can't over tighten. Right. Can't under tighten. So we do have torque wrenches, you know, we 25 foot pounds. Um, but it, user end users don't typically think about that, right. right, when they're taking them apart. At what point do our process engineers look at, okay, our, our customers are testing these valves in this way. It's not passing like their standards or what they want it to do. At what point do we look at our processes and say, okay, maybe this is something that we need to start doing? Is it, do you have any idea on that? Great question. I th- feel like that's a quality Above engineer Jordan's, question. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, because th- it's something that comes up quite often, um, especially thinking through emissions. Uh, people are asking of a lot of our venting valves and pilots. Uh, they're asking things of them that we don't necessarily say that they can do yeah. um, because of the nature of our three-way pilot. Um, it would be case by case. And I imagine that the highly trained folks over in the quality engineering department would be able to make those. But I don't know what their criteria is, you know. Let me ask you this. So the the uh, customer concern process. Mm-hmm. So a customer has an issue with our valves. They start this process. That's all filtered through applications. You guys are step one of mm-hmm. that process. Yep, that is, is that correct. correct? Mm-hmm. And where does it go from there? From there, so we're the first gate and our job in the customer concern, and just to define what the customer concern process is, if somebody f- thinks that they have found an issue with one of our products, so like a chipped piece of stainless, something was built wrong, you know, a product issue, they can go to online or go to the store, and there's a formalized process we have at Kimray for dealing with those things. That's what we're talking about. Applications is the first gate there. And what we determine is, is the application right for the product? Has it been installed correctly? 
You know, is there something else leading to the malfunction of the problem that's not product-based? Once we've determined that, it will, if we have determined that, hey, everything was installed right, it's just not doing what it's supposed to do, then it goes to our quality engineering department, and they take it over, and they have, they have all of these tools in their, in their pockets. It's like a whole world to determine root cause, uh, what's go- what might be going on, what might not be going on. It's a lot of data sourcing on our end. Um, so we kind of collaborate with them after that point, get them the information that they need, and then they make determination. They'll do things like isolating inventory. So if we've got an issue with bolts, they'll go at isolate inventory, making sure that it's not like a widespread issue. Right. So they take care of a lot of different things. It's very nuanced um, on their end, but that's kind of where it would go after us. Okay, very cool. All right, Jordan, you've got another one. That one's from Tulsa nearby. This one's from Brazil, is that right? Yeah. Um, Brazil's infrastructure is not as, uh, and I just learned this, is not as well developed as as our oil and gas infrastructure is. So they're dealing with a lot of like harsh stuff coming out of the wellhead and immediately trying to cut pressures down in ways that we don't do it here. It's a little bit different. Um, and what they wanted was to cut pressure. This is like a JT Jules Thompson skid. Um, and they're wanting our regulator to be one of the first lines of pressure drop. There was a lot of reasons that we couldn't do that with our designs. Um, the foremost being the temperature. Coming into the valve, it would have been negative 30 degrees Celsius, which is too low for our, our regulators to handle. Um, something interesting that I wanted to talk about today that came out of those conversations was, well, can we just put a catalytic heater on it? Right. Let me start b- b- back up for just a second. Okay. The How is it so cold? That's not coming directly out of the well. I believe it was. Yeah. I believe it was coming. I would just assume it's always warm coming out of the well. Is that after some pressure cuts? I think or? it was after some pressure cuts because it's coming into this skid at negative 30 is what the crazy what we cold. got from the data sheets. It was very cold. Yeah. Oh. I'm wondering if it maybe goes through like a some kind of choke valve on the wellhead initially, and maybe that's where the low low temperatures coming from yeah was it primarily gas or yeah it was okay. oh no i was actually um they were calling it biphasic i think it was primarily gas um there were some liquids okay in so, there sorry go ahead so um yeah what we came to with the the question on the catalytic heater was can we just throw a catalytic heater on there and it'll like heat it up make the regulator work um I, I said no. There were other reasons why we couldn't do it. The flow was way too low. We didn't sell. We don't sell anything small enough. Um, and also, we would have had to use an outside supply. They didn't have anything on site. So there's a lot of reasons that we couldn't do it. Um, but I wanted to know what you thought, Kyle, about the prospect of you have negative 30 degree media coming into the inlet of like a regulator, or high pressure mm-hmm. control valve. Can you fix that, so to speak, with a catalytic heater? So the Catalytic heater is not designed to heat the process flow. Mm. So it is not designed to affect the temperature of the gas Mm. whatsoever. What it's designed to do is keep our valve operating and keep it from freezing. Something else I learned, yeah, is that when it freezes, you get that ice block to the stem assembly, which stops the valve from being able to operate. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. And so the, the catalytic heater is there just to keep our valve functioning. It is not going to heat up the process flow. And it's starting at, neg- you said negative 30 Celsius? Mm-hmm. What is that Fahrenheit? Do we know? It's low Fahrenheit. <laughs> That's what it is. It's cold Fahrenheit. It's cold Fahrenheit. So uh, 
you know, our our elastomers and even our yes. you know, body material of our valves has a minimum temperature rating. So I don't I don't know what that would be in Celsius, but so that's something we had would have to be mindful of. Negative thirty Celsius is negative twenty two Fahrenheit. Yeah. That's like yeah. That's it's riding the line. The carbon steel that we sell the standard is negative twenty. And that's on the pressure testing. Yes, you can pressurize them a little bit higher, but there's a decay that happens. The more that the more that you go down in temperature, the less that rating the rating like shrinks is basically what happens. So we say negative these, you know, maximum allowable working pressure values are based on negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. But yes, the elastomers are probably the main Mm -hmm. issue. Um, A lot of them just can't be that cold. No, I thought I thought the I thought I'd read that the catalytic heaters can be used on the pipeline themselves. So they do make a a pipeline heater. It's a different it looks different than just like the box that goes around a control valve like they're long. So they're heating up, you know, uh, long amounts or of pipe, you know, like eight I think there's like 6 foot boxes and 8 foot boxes. They like heat up a pretty good length of piping. Yeah actually can heat the process flow somewhat. Um, but the Cadillac heaters on our catalytic. Did you Cadillac? I said Cadillac, cool. yeah. They are the Cadillac of catalytic oh, yeah. heaters. They are. Yeah. They're great. Good product. Um, <laughs> but those are just designed to keep our valves functioning. So even the pipelines ones, pipeline ones are just to protect from freezing, not necessarily to heat the flow. No, they do heat the okay. flow somewhat. Okay. Um, the issue, though, with starting at negative 30 degrees Celsius is any of those liquids that are in that gas are going to be freezing, creating blockages. Yeah. Wherever they go. Wherever they go. And then you're taking an additional pressure cut mm-hmm. at our valve. So, I, yeah, I don't uh, know. I'm uh, curious about that application. What would like methanol injection? Is that Methanol injection. Um, and that's just, that's not affecting the temperature. It's just affecting the freezing temperature of the gas and the liquids. Um, it's just lowering that freezing point. Mm. It's not making things warmer. Gotcha. Um, it's just lowering that freezing point. Yeah, it was a pretty severe, pretty severe application. And what's interesting is what they had in place, what they were wanting to replace, was actually another company's design that has a hammer union in between the body and the stem assembly. So that stem assembly is raised up a little bit higher, so it's able to handle those higher cuts. It's a little more robust, a little more designed towards that kind of severe service yeah. uh, than our regulators are. Huh. So well, that's wild. I'd love to see. It. They didn't send any pictures or anything. We had one picture, but okay. you didn't. It was all covered up. Not really a whole lot you can see. Okay. I'll did send they, you a data sheet if you want to see it. <laughs> did they have uh, any first. kind of heating elements on that other valve? Yeah, there was some. Uh, there was like a big heating blanket wrapped around where it was. It wasn't a catalytic heater, but it looked like a... And I'm assuming it was a heating blanket. I don't know why else that thing would be there. So just grab their grandma's heating blanket. Just throw it on there. (laughs) there. That's right. All right, very cool. We're going to end the episode. Uh, We've begun doing recommendations. And so one thing in the world that you would recommend to listeners... In the world. Such a broad question. I know, I know. Could be be oil gas related, could be not. Okay, um, well, a video series that I've been watching by uh, Insider Business. Uh, Bus- yeah, Business Insider, right? Bu- business Insider. Yeah. Um, it's called So Expensive. They just pick a, a product and go in 
go in depth on why it's so expensive. Uh, there was one on, uh, oh, what's the the granite block that they slide on ice? Olympic sport. Oh, uh, curling. 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 Curling stones. Why curling stones are so expensive. What are those wrong? <laughs> oh, man. They were like, I think, five, six hundred bucks. Um, but if uh, an interesting thing about that, the, the Olympic official curling stones can only be made from granite from a specific specific island like only granite from that one island sounds corrupt yeah that's why it's so expensive <laughs> and so it's kind of a interesting interesting thing here's one on ebay for 249 there you go what a steal mm. but is it made of that specific so granite maybe it's probably used it's a yeah. scottish granite maybe i forget okay. what uh what that island oh, where cool. it was but yeah they just have a bunch of interesting little explainers interesting stuff yeah what about you, Jordan? Uh, I'm kind of hooked on this podcast right now. Um, I don't know if it's cliche to know about women. Yeah. No, it's uh, a clean. There's a podcast that uh, it is very clean. That's called Haunted Cosmos. It's a. Uh, it's basically they're exploring um, strange and paranormal stories. So if that's kind of your thing, kind of in your wheelhouse, and it's from a Christian biblical perspective. So it's really interesting, pretty lighthearted, yeah. uh, easy listening, um, and I've I've been into it lately. So that'd be my that'd be my t- today's recommendation. Easy listening, paranormal. I'm telling stuff. you, it's wow. fascinating stuff. Okay. Yeah, haunted cosmos. Absolutely oh would recommend it. Okay. What about you, Chris? All right. So last weekend, I went to a show at the zoo amphitheater of a band called the Aved Brothers, which I really really enjoyed. And so I'm going to endorse the Aved Brothers music. I'll I'll drop a song. Um, Down with the Shine is one of my favorite songs of theirs. So I'll, I'll drop it, that brothers. in the uh, in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, Good as name. well as a link to Haunted Cosmos and Business Insider. Denny, do you have any recommendations? Anything you want to? Sure, I can join in. There's a show called Station Eleven. Have you guys ever seen that before no. on HBO? Um, the vibe of it is kind of like post-apocalyptic kind of scenario, dystopian, dystopian a little bit like that. Post-pandemic, yeah, it's actually about a super flu that kind of takes out the oh, wow. population. Released in 2020, kind of a poor time Goodness. for it. Yeah. But uh, the, the soundtrack has a lot of, it's either like classical kind of inspired stuff or um, it's kind of a 60s vibe. It's got some like Nancy Sinatra, okay. yeah, Bob Dylan. Anyway, it's got kind of a cool vibe to it. That was good. All right. Pretty good show too. I think yeah. you're the only one who saw it. Especially they, they call people... Uh, who are born after the pandemic, post-pans, or, mm. or before they call post-pans. them pre-pans if they were born before the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So we, we we played with that a little bit. We started saying that. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's it's an interesting show. Yeah. We we decided that we didn't quite know if it was great, but it was whatever like emotions they were trying to sell us at the end of each episode. We were kind of buying into it, where we we're like, I want to keep watching. I want to keep knowing what's going on. I don't know if I really get it. I feel like there's. I feel like there were some Shakespearean undertones that I didn't get because it's a traveling Shakespeare performing oh. group. Hmm. There's a lot of different scenarios that lead up. I feel like there's probably Shakespeare yeah, I didn't, didn't get all the things references. that I didn't re- hmm. get the references to. Kind of ends years. all in like this Hamlet story. Yeah. Might have been lost on me, Yeah, but I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll include a li- uh, link to that as well. Station 11 soundtrack in the show notes, as well as links to stuff about the Catco heater, 
um, things about high pressure control valve pilot, things like that uh, in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time on stuff you should know about oil and gas production.